Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What a save from Mark Howard. It took me like a three-year contract when I turned 16. I was like, Easy, this. That's mad. Do you know what I mean? Just one game, I was only 14. Yeah, I think I was the only young player around at the time. <laughs> I was playing with something else. <laughs> <laughs> and he's at a volley. And everyone was like, oh my God, if it had been, I'd have been dead. It was the hardest shot I've ever faced. I don't love football, I love goalkeeping. Yeah. That's like. Same. Do you know what I mean? What a save from Mark Howard. Welcome back once again to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, your host, Mark Howard, and my mate, producer Ben. Today, we've got a top goalkeeper, an all-round great guy, currently at Everton in the Premier League. Please welcome Andy Lonergan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Make sure you lean into a mic, Loners. Sorry, yeah. So thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Just a quick one. We live like five minutes from each other, and he's got me on a train three hours coming to London to do this. So. <laughs> and I appreciate every mile of it, mate. <laughs> and you still managed to get in opposite lifts on the way up yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> as well as having a very long, decorated career, amassing over 400 games on his way, Loners loves his golf as much as me, and that's how we know each other mainly. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's weird because we sort of, like I said, we live like probably five minutes away, don't we? Easy. We've never really... Never played together, but we've sort of, you know, I know people who, who know Chomp and that, and um, we ended up just playing golf, and he's joined the golf club I'm at, and it's just, yeah, we love it, don't we? It's, it's <laughs> we easier, love yeah. it. We both live five minutes away from the golf course, and it's literally a, a last-minute text saying, do you fancy it, sir? Are you off today? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the better golfer? Loners, definitely. Debatable. He hits it a mile. <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Let's get into some goalkeeper chat. Uh, what made you become a goalkeeper? I'm going back a long time now. I, I don't know. I think I remember being at primary school and sort of playing outfield, but just because I could score goal, score goals more than anyone else was probably quite a good footballer at that age. But I just loved being in goal, diving around. I felt like that's where the action was. And the gloves as well. I loved, I loved the gloves from a young age. You know, like asking for Christmas for gloves and mum and dad saving up and getting me a a decent pair and just things like that. I just thought they had a, 
a presence about them and I just loved it. They were like the main men back then. I think now it's a little bit more, well, they're not main men, are they really? Do you know what I mean? It's all about tens and strikers and yeah. what have you. Just being part of, the, like, just being that individual wearing the gloves yeah. and that. Do you remember your first pair of gloves? My first proper pair, I remember as a shopping press, then it's closed down now. And they used to have like a glass, like a cabinet with gloves, I think about 30 odd quid, which is a lot of money, probably the equivalent to, was that 60 years ago? Yeah, probably the equivalent <laughs> to what um, what these cost, but um, they were Sandicos. I loved them. Yeah. And the smell of them, what everyone talks about, you know what I mean? I got them for Christmas. And um, I just remember being gutted when they got a little tear on them. Like, because when you're a kid, you yep, think to make them last for a full season. Yeah. You know, we're training on, I say AstroTurf, it was basically concrete with, you know, a carpet <laughs> on top. So they, they didn't last long, but you made them last. Did you ever play outfield? I did then, primary schools and that. But I remember playing like, probably eight and I was playing in the in the school team which were 11 year olds I was pretty pretty decent but I got bored I just wanted to dive around and you know like sort of try and be the main man I felt like that was being in goal did you have uh, someone that you looked up to that you idolized and that you was like that's who I want to be As I know you're a massive Preston fan from your young age yeah I watched all the Preston goalkeepers like I used to go to every game I think I went to my first game I was like two with my dad and I've been to you know, I went to every game at home. Went to a lot away when I got older, and you know, I could I could travel about. But um, probably, actually, Tim Flowers randomly. Um, obviously, being from Preston, Blackburn were quite successful at the time, and he signed for them, and they won the league. When was that? Ninety three, ninety three, ninety four. So I'd have been about ten or eleven, maybe a little bit older. And um, when I first Proper took an interest in goalkeepers. He was the one that, that I really looked up to. Probably, once again, I liked his gloves. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you, know you I mean? actually got scouted at Blackburn, didn't you? Sign there temporarily? No. Was you not? No, that? I know. People say this all the time. No, I oh, mean... my research is... No, no. Every, everyone <laughs> says that. So when I was like 10, 11, 12, Blackburn were the biggest club around, especially not, not, not the biggest around, but you know. So a lot of Preston lads were signing for Blackburn and they used to try and sign me every after every game on a Sunday, but... I just wasn't interested at all. I mean, they got all the, the flash kit and that, and I got nothing, like absolutely nothing, not even training kit, but I just wanted to play for Preston. And then obviously you did get scouted for Preston. How did that all come about? It felt like I was just, it just happened. I didn't really get scouted. I just went to train with them and, you know, probably 10 years of age and 17 years later I left. <laughs> uh, you got offered, obviously, professional terms at Preston North End, being a big fan in two thousand in the year 2000, and then you made your debut at the age of just 16 for David Moyes. That yeah. must have been the most scariest thing at 16 years old. No, it wasn't. It was it was mad. Looking back now, I sometimes, well, I do wish I had the confidence I had when I was 16, when I was 30, do you know what I mean? It was, it was mad. It was, um, yeah, I mean, I, I signed for Preston, schoolboy forms, and... Gary Peters, I don't know if you remember him, was the Preston manager, the Shrewsbury manager. He um, he came to watch us. I think he took he he was Preston manager and he left and he went into like the academy. They were trying to develop it. And I played one game and I come off and he just he offered me like a three year contract when I turned sixteen. I was like, easy, this that's mad. Do you know what I mean? Just one game. I was only fourteen, and from there I played for England schoolboys and what have you. Left school and probably. Two months later, I was making my debut. That's almost impossible to to uh, comprehend now that a sixteen year old playing in the first team. Yeah. I mean, it won't happen now. There's too many stages to go through. Whereas back then, you had your youth team, your reserves, which was pretty much half your first team squad, 
and the first team, you know, an injury and you're on the bench. I was on the bench loads that first season as well. Um, it doesn't happen now, does it? Do you remember much from the game? Not really. I remember thinking, yeah, I don't I remember. Got beat 4-1. <laughs> well, I mean, Coventry City at the time were Premier League team, Bellamy. I think John Aloisi was a striker, played for Australia. He scored a few. Um, I remember doing well, as daft as it sounds. I did really well. What I had to do, I did well. Um I went at fault for the goals. I was probably a bit keen to to make a good impression, but I, I think I did well. Despite obviously you saying you lost four one, you actually went on that season to be named Young Player of the Year. It must have just been an absolute whirlwind of a season to make your debut, get young, named yeah. Young Player. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I was the only young player around at the time. <laughs> um, but no, I played then, and then I played in the league. Um, fortunately, David Lucas, a goalkeeper, was ill in the warm up, and we played Watford, and they were. I think we finished in the playoffs. We did. We got to play a final that season. Um, but it was a top, top of the table clash and had 20 minutes to prepare and we won 3-2. And I do remember a bit about that game. I remember getting bullied, absolutely bullied, like you won't believe. By what, by what? Crossing? By crosses, a striker? long throw-ins, just everything. Everything. Target. Every single thing. But I made loads of saves, which I think any goalkeeper can make saves. It's the other stuff. But that was a rude awakening. But we won 3-2 and... And, you know, happy days. The rest is history. Uh, you had a few loan spells uh, with Darlington, Blackpool, Wickham and Swindon before you eventually signed for Leeds. Uh, I know you didn't play a great deal of games while out on loan, but it must have uh, grown your character. Yeah, I remember my first one. So going back a bit, when I played for Preston, my, my debut, the goalkeeper coach said, it might be three or four years till you establish yourself. And I'm thinking, you're mad like, I'll be in soon. And he was right. Um but I kept pushing to go on loan every... I mean, it's different then. We used to get the Sunday papers and marks out of 10 and what have you. And yep. I'd always look to see which goalkeeper maybe came off and got injured and I didn't really have... Well, I didn't have an agent. Um, so I go to the goalkeeper coach on a Monday saying, Wrexham goalkeeper's gone down. Can I go there? Do you know what I mean? I was doing it myself. And, um, and a, a few years down the line, I had a lot of injuries when I was younger. I went to... He called me in on a... Friday morning, said, do you want to go to Darlington? I'm like, cool. I got the map out. Darlington's there. Isn't it? Yeah. He went, you might not play because you've not trained with them. Um, you know, I was like, right, well, you know, it's better than being third choice here or whatever I was. So uh, I went up to Darlington on the Saturday. I got there and the manager at the time when I got in the dressing room said, bloody hell, you're a big lad. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, how far can you kick it? And I just said, yeah, I'll kick it miles because I could then. He's like, do you want to play? I says, right, I want to play. And I think we drew nil-nil. Really enjoyed that sort of, you know, playing. And yep. I mean, for me, it was a positive result for the team. They probably might have expected to win, but, you know, clean sheet. Yep. Um, and then I got injured in training, but never told anyone. And it was Christmas. It was Boxing Day. Uh, Christmas Eve, I got injured. Obviously, Christmas Day, I didn't want to bother anyone. And we played Carlisle on Boxing Day and my knee had blown up. So I... Uh, I spent all that game kicking with my right foot and blagging it and got man of the match and, uh, and wow. we drew there and then I was out again after that for a bit. Is that uh, Obviously that goes to show a long way how football's changed is that a manager just cared about how big you were and how much you could kick it. Yeah. Obviously working with some, some top goalkeepers along the way and how football's changed now to, to make us so much more technical. Is that one of the biggest things that you've noticed over the years? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I've probably the last four years... I know I've not played much at all, but even training, I've not took a goal kick, uh, a, a proper goal kick. Do you know what I mean? Everything's 
football. And for me, it's it's difficult for us because of our age. We didn't grow up playing as footballing goalkeepers. It was like, like you said, just kick it as far as you can. They can't score from there. But <laughs> you do that now, especially in the Premier League. And I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're almost, it looks a risk. And we probably think it is a risk. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it feels like the biggest risk ever as it well. Does. Especially, it's different. Uh, the lower down you drop in leagues, the players don't actually want the ball. But yeah. the higher you go, the players are that's, desperate. That's the thing. Like you, you might see a pass and you think, I'm not sure about that. But if you can execute it, they deal with it nine, nine and a half times out of ten. Like that is the difference. It, it sort of bothers me a little bit when I see lower league teams and they're, they're getting on the keeper, play out, play out. And you can see not one person wants that ball and it makes the keeper look a bit daft. But if that's what the manager wants, that's what you got to do. So after your loans then, you moved to Leeds. How, how did that all come about? Yeah, I was at Preston. I played nearly 250-odd games and there was a stage before that where you know we were doing really well and I got a couple of player of the years and there was bids coming in and they were getting rejected and I wasn't really that fussed at the time. I was like, yeah, you know, it'll come in the future. And um, the season before I left, they, they said they needed to sell me financially and they put a price on me. The price got matched and then they turned it down and said, we want another million. So I was in a bit of a, my head weren't right. It's that season, you know, it didn't go to plan. Um, I think I got dropped in the end of January. Um, a bid came in deadline day. He said, I'm not selling you. You'll play every game for me. First of February, he told me I could leave, which was a bit of a, um, a kick in the teeth. I can't use the word I'm going to. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's shit from him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just poor man management. Just crap in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially to string you along like that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But luckily, when I, you know, when when they signed the goalkeeper in turn, I don't even know Ian yep. from Everton, um, and because the transfer window had shut, I couldn't leave. So David Moyes was like, right, if you get Ian Turn, I want. He wanted me to go in there. So I went to Everton, trained three, four times a week and then sat on the bench for Preston. Um, did all right. And then at the end of the season, Preston went down. They wanted to sell me. Um, and Leeds came in for me. And as I was driving to Leeds to do a medical, David Moyes rang, come to Everton. So I did my medical at Leeds, went to David Moyes' house. The next day I went to Goodison, did a medical. But Preston were playing like silly beggars. Like wanting like three times as much as Leeds had accepted their offer, yeah. And in the end, you know whether it was the right or wrong decision, I, I chose Leeds because I, I wanted to play, and I probably played forty, fifty games that season, so worked out all right. Yeah, you, you obviously from then on, you, you you bounced around a couple of Championship teams, but you did play a lot of football. Obviously at, at Bolton, uh, you end up knowing uh, David Wheater quite well, and he's one of your best mates now. I think. Yeah, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! He's one of the the best he's characters in a dressing room. Say, yeah. yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a great lad. I'm actually going out with him on Sunday. Um, we're going out in the afternoon for a, a bite to eat and what have you. But uh, I actually FaceTimed him the other day, and he plays for Darlington, doesn't he? So he trained Tuesday evening. I FaceTimed him on a Wednesday at like three o'clock. He answered it. He was in bed, and I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" He just was he playing with his wrestlers. That's not a euphemism. Okay. Let's play with something else. <laughs> <laughs> He's the biggest wrestling fanatic. He's got yeah. all the dolls, all the yeah. toys, everything. He keeps saying to me, retire so we can go to WrestleMania. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll retire. I'm only on WrestleMania. 
Uh, obviously, from Bolton, yeah, uh, at Wolves, Fulham, and Middlesbrough. Yeah, like I said, you, you'd been to a, a few Championship clubs and that, and got quite a few games under your belt. Did you find that you was getting typecast of going into a, a club to challenge or to to go into play? When I went to Leeds the first time, they made like no doubt about it. I was going to be number one. Got the number one shirt, played, um, ended up captain in Leeds a few occasions, which was like you know a privilege. So I had three year contracts, and after one year, Bolton bought me. So I weren't like. I wasn't forced out at all, do you know what I mean? Went to Bolton. A lot nicer commute that though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But um it was Adam Bogdan at Bolton and like I don't he's one of my good mates, what a guy. And I don't mind saying it. I thought to myself straight away, I'm better than him. Like straight away. And I got there and I, I thought, oh, Jesus, I, I might not be, he was so good. Like whatever people say about him, I think unless you work with someone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to say how good they are or I said bad. There's no one really bad. He was brilliant. Was but he, yeah. I think it ended up we. I was there for three years and we had like fifty percent of the game time each, which you know I really enjoyed it. That's mentally tough to to go into a team, keep coming back out, but obviously you're fighting for your place. I know that, like you said, like the last few years and that you've had to adjust to to not playing. How mentally does that challenge you? I don't know. You just go with the flow, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. It's. it's I mean, my last few clubs, I knew what I was signing up for. Do you know what I mean? And. People might say, oh, well, like, what are you doing? You're never going to play, but it's a different challenge. Do you know what I mean? I've played a lot of football and I'd love to play more, but I enjoy what I do. Right, before we start talking about those moves that you talk about, we're all hinting at the Liverpool move and the Everton and stuff like that. Uh, we've got the quiz for you to take now. Uh, it's time for me to test Lona's knowledge on the GK quiz. Uh, I'm goalie or no goalie. I have 10 names written down, five of which are current international goalkeepers and the other five are made up names or names from around the world. Uh, listeners can head over to our YouTube channel and follow our leaderboard. One point for each correct answer. Ready? Who's, who's winning? Alex McCarthy. Alex McCarthy's the only one that's done it. So he's on four out of 10. So let's see how you get on. Right. Number one, Weaverton Pereira da Silva. Yeah, Brazil. Brazilian goalkeeper of Palmeiras. Great, great start. I didn't know he's last five names when he was yeah. <laughs> I tried to trick you there with the Weaverton bit just because the yeah. Everton bit yeah. <laughs> right number two Trinidad Cordona nope nope he sings the World Cup national anthem <laughs> hey ya hey ya right number three you've been learning these you've actually been I doing some research how can I learn definitely, it definitely <laughs> definitely been number three Bjorn Olvius yeah goalkeeper yeah no he's not he's a mm. singer in ABBA <laughs> <laughs> that one's just a trick you there. He used to play a bit back in the day, though, didn't yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he played for Sweden. Malmo. Right, number four, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Not a goalkeeper, he's a Canadian comedian. I'm just going to say, yeah, it's very all of famous, them. mate. This is bound to be like at least four. There's five, then, isn't it? If you say yes for everyone, yeah. you're going to get five oh, right. <laughs> number five, Ibrahim Danlad. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is a goalkeeper for Ghana. Danlad. Great lad. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Sergio Roche. No. He is a goalkeeper for Uruguay. I thought it sounded like Ferrero Roche then. That's why I was trying to throw one at you. Give me the ones you give Alex. They're easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think you're still on three. Uh, is he on three? You're on three? Might be on two. Yeah, you might be on two, actually. It's Correction. two, yeah. Yep. Two. Number seven, Oliver Lofsen. I was going to say, yeah. He's not a goalkeeper. He's the first Icelandic golfer in a PGA Tour event. I thought you'd get a goal for one. You're probably ranked higher than him. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Right, number eight, 
Bum Kien Song. I'm saying yeah. He is a goalkeeper. Right South right Korea. Now. Number nine, Stephen Shearer. Stephen Shearer? Shearer. All right. Scott Shearer spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. Not a goalkeeper. A really famous YouTuber in America. I only know that. Actually, that's know my that. kids. I know. They're <laughs> desperate for me to put that one in there. Right, and number 10, Esteban Alvarado. Yeah. He is a goalkeeper for Costa Rica. I think you actually did get five then. I think that I puts know. you in the lead. I'll tell you what, I'll a new leader. Before. New leader. Salesy, would it? Um, I'm a leading. Yeah, leading. You're beating Alex. Look at that one. Have that, Alex. Oh, it's a hell of a tackle. <laughs> Selzy would have got all these. He definitely would have. Should we talk about Selzy yeah, for a little talk bit? talk about him. Right, Selzy's our glove sponsor, uh, part-time agent. Full-time agent. Full-time agent. Great guy. Yeah, great guy. He, he is the most knowledgeable person in goalkeeping. Knows everything about everyone, every goalkeeper that's ever played for any club. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's his life, isn't it? It is he's, his life. He's sort of, you know, I was with him when he was with Sellsport, like 2000s, and then he left them and Sells. And um, yeah, like, he's one of my closest friends. Um, I speak to him quite a lot. And He's paying for my dinner tonight, so happy days. <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest win. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, obviously, he sponsored our gloves. Uh, let's go straight into the glove review. Uh, can we talk about your gloves, what you wear, what you like wearing, what size you are, right. all the details you can want to give us? This is Matt Smith, and this is the glove review on the Yours Mine Away podcast. Obviously, I wear cells. Yep. I don't know which ones I wear. <laughs> Similar to them. Yeah. Um, size here. Size 11. Um, you got preferred palm? Do you know what? I like I like the... Sorry, the palm. Just whatever he sends me. I like the roll fingers. I love the roll fingers. But I have a thing where, especially back in the day, I'd wear like the negative cut all pre-season. And I'd be like, these are class. And as soon as it gets it first game of the season, I shit myself and go back to my own ones. <laughs> so, um, Just mate, back to what's comfortable. Back to what's comfy. Whatever's... You know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not really fussy as long as they fit, and obviously the grip's good. I don't really care what they look like, um, but no, for me, cells. I've, you know, I've wore a few like when I was younger. I sponsored with Puma and that, and and they were really good. Um, but I've probably been with cells for the last 10, 15 years. So um, yeah, I won't look elsewhere. Is there any chance of him putting your name on the gloves? He would just laugh at me. <laughs> we have this joke, yeah. He puts like we both know, always say this. We both always say it. He's a great lad. He's played for St. John's and Remy, Remy Matthews. Yeah. I'm like Remy's got his name on. He's like, 
Well, he's fucking playing. <laughs> <laughs> he always just gives us it back, sales. We yeah. always ask for something extra, and he never gives yeah. it us. So Saying funny. that, I remember when I was at Fulham. Um, you know, it comes up on your phone, memories, and that, there's a picture on, and I had both kids' names on my gloves. So I'm, I'm not fussed, mate. Do you know what I mean? I just, to be fair, talking of gloves, I like these gloves, but I prefer them with a white strap. Yep. And last season, I actually wrote my initials on and my squad number in marker pen and sent it to him like as a hint and he just pied me off <laughs> just brilliant right let's go back to what it was like when you first signed for Liverpool I know you're at Everton now it's a little bit controversial but I remember playing golf with you in St Andrews the day you got the phone call yeah can you run people through this conversation yeah. please um, so basically I was out of contract I think I'd left I left Middlesbrough and I actually when I left did I leave Middlesbrough and then you went to Rochdale on loan at the end of the season. Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. So I left Middlesbrough and um, I was like, right, I was getting a few offers and, and what have you, but there was nothing, do you know what I mean? My, my thing was, and we speak about this all the time, I think if you wait as an experienced goalkeeper, if you wait till the transfer window shuts, then you become a lot more valuable because there's not many keepers that have played the amount of games at the level that are still free. So that that was mine and Selzy's sort of, Plan. Obviously, if something came up in the meantime, it'd have been great. But um, yeah, I remember speaking to you saying, you know, with no goalkeeper coach, I think, did he leave? No, uh, I think you were injured. I was injured. I'd ruptured my Achilles and we had uh, Steve Banks in. Before and you said to me. Before that, though, there was, it was no before coach. That we, uh, I, Dave Timmons left. Timmy's left. Timmo left, that yeah. So, like, they were training at Longridge Town, weren't they? That which is it. like 10 minutes from house. So, you spoke to the manager and he said, he'd come in and, and train with the keepers. And, um, so I went and did a bit, and they're like, we're going to Scotland. I'm like, where are you going? It's like, St Andrews. I'm like, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my clubs. <laughs> so, yeah, we went up, and you were injured, and I think the lads had a game that evening, and we were like, let's just go to St Andrews. And I remember the guy said, the starter on the old course, didn't he? If you were 20 minutes earlier, we'd have got you on, but yeah. I think we played another course. But from leaving the, I say, hotel, the um, hostel <laughs> to get to the to get to the thing. Yeah, I got sort of a phone call from Selzy. Um obviously things have been said previously, but it wasn't like final and he was like, Look, I think I think it's gonna happen. Get yourself get yourself back down south. But I, I remember us being I think it was about the ninth hole and you going, I might have a really good move and I was like, How good? And you went, No, nah, really good <laughs> and I went you have to go home aren't you yeah. and you, you was like nah now nah, I've finished a week we've only got two more days of training I went please don't do that I said you have to go you have to go and do it for yourself make sure you're not injured make sure you're fit for that medical I, I can't remember what happened um, whether I did go home or not but I was under the impression I was going to you ran all the way from Scotland back to Preston <laughs> I nah, because I remember I actually thought the way they were talking that I was signing from. But I wasn't. I was sort of just being a training keeper. So that was in the week. And then on the Saturday, talking to Dave Wheater, he had a barbecue at his house. And I was getting loads of phone calls off different agents, you know, trying to like, like they do. As soon as they hear something, they try and get involved. I left my phone in the car. I thought, I'm going to enjoy myself. After about an hour, I thought, it's killing me this. <laughs> Got my phone and I had so many missed calls, answer messages off like important people. Saying like, right, Monday come in and train, Tuesday go to America. And I'm like, I'm quite fit, aren't I? Reasonably fit. I thought, right, sound, I'll be all right. And then as it got to it, I was starting getting nervous, thinking like, I watched the YouTube videos of the goalies training. I thought, that looks easy. Did a one to one with a goalie coach the first day and was blowing out my ass. 
got to America and I have never been as tired in my entire life. Not even just for pre-season, for the whole season because the training was just, the goalkeeper so training was just, honestly, like a word of what band now, which tells you how hard you work yep. and your maximum strain is 21. And like I played 45 minutes the other night for Everton and the strain was quite high. It was like 15. I didn't do much, but you know, the adrenaline and all. And I'm thinking if I had that at Liverpool, I'd have been 21 every day. Every day. Every day with, with a goalkeeper because it was mad. What was the goalkeeping department there like? Obviously, good. Alisson, yeah. one of the best in the world, if not the. Yeah, best. yeah, it was. Um, it was class, mate. Firstly, like great guys, the goalkeepers to work with, like just so down to earth. I've said this before, but I found the higher your goal, the more forget what like the press make out of people, the more humble and just good people, just lovely people. And you know, there was Adrian who came in when I was there. He was like, oh, what a guy, man! Like, do you know what I mean? Just, just so much energy he's like I'm a seven year old like he just <laughs> just doesn't stop um, Quivin Kelleher who's like what a keeper he's going to be he's probably he is the best young keeper I've ever seen Yeah, he's by far the best young keeper I've he's ever. obviously got this fantastic record of penalty, penalty saves yeah. as well yeah I mean but every time he's come in he's never let Liverpool down he, he does look like he's going to be an absolute beast he's brilliant what a keeper Simon Mignolet as well another one we're talk, like when we talk about keepers that you don't really for me, Simon Mignolo was a good keeper. Really good keeper. Got to work with him. Only for a couple of weeks. Oh my God, I'm like... Because Alisson wasn't there. He was away. And I'm like, if he's number two and he's that good, how good's the number one? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it was like, do five... He just wouldn't concede a goal. It was just unreal. Is there anything you remember about Alisson in specific? Obviously... We all know the size of him. He's an absolute man mountain. Yeah. Is there anything in training that you used to go, wow? Obviously, technically, class. But his power, like when I say power, I mean like how he, he could probably stand in the middle of the goal without moving his feet and dive in the top corner. I'm not exaggerating. It was phenomenal. The hurdles, <laughs> like normal big hurdles, my knees were like, they're not great. <laughs> so I try not to jump. I know it sounds daft, but you know, if I don't have to. like, So I remember the goalie coach saying, you just like go round them or whatever. I, thought, I can't do that I'm like an idiot. So I was jumping two footed over, and Alison was like single leg, both legs springing over these hurdles. I'm like, what? Wow. And he's he's a big guy, but he's so fast, yeah. like sharp, explosive. Just he's class, isn't he? He's unbelievable. Obviously at Liverpool, then uh, we're talking about some of the accolades that you, you you won while you was there. That must have been an amazing feat for you at the age that you were at in your career, and that and to to of off the cuff sign for Liverpool but you went on to to win the UEFA Cup UEFA Super Cup the FIFA Club World Cup sorry and the Premier League that season yeah it was obviously it's nice isn't it do you know what I mean you're not going to say uh, no to it are you say no. <laughs> um, yeah I was on the bench in the, the Super Cup um, Alisson was injured so stepped up and then the Club World Cup was a right touch because everyone's on the bench you know what I mean so there's like two, two keepers so I'm sat on that bench chilling like you won't believe knowing <laughs> I'm never going to come on but I've got my strip Still on great, do you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> so that, that was that was a good experience that was in Qatar which obviously the World Cup's there and I just found Qatar the, the weirdest place there was nothing there like you know what I mean so obviously um, and then the Premier League one was, was a nice touch because obviously I didn't play any games but I got a medal and yeah it was, it was good from there right I want to I want to dispel this myth about being a third choice goalkeeper as well. Uh, everyone thinks it's the most cushiest job in football. 
Uh, we've had loads of chats about this in the past. It's actually a lot harder than people think because you get no rest days. Uh, you're expected to be a 10 out of 10 every day in training. Uh, you don't recover. You're just straight on to the next day. Even if you're on the bench one day, you're back to full training the next. Can you tell us how hard it actually is? It depends what you mean by hard. Do you know what I mean? There's people flipping up roads at yeah. 5 a.m. In, but terms, in of terms of football, football, it's difficult in the way that, like you say, you are you're a bit of a joey, really. Like if, do you know what I mean? If you've not got, if there's three keepers, then training. We have four or five, but you know, if there's three keepers training, then you're the one. If, if, for example, Dominic Calvert Lewin said, "I want an afternoon session doing shooting," then you're the one that does it. Do you know what I mean? You, you train hard. You've got to train hard. I think as a number three, you've got to be a lot of things. Most importantly, you've got to be a good keeper who can step in. And, you know, when you're training, you want to be on the winning team all the time. And, you know, it's it's good competition. You have to prove yourself every day, yeah. not just on a Saturday. You're going into training every day to prove yeah. that you're worthy of that place. Yeah, even like the match day one, which you do the shooting, which, you know, when... It's quite an intense little little blow, but you've got like 40,000 people there. So you're doing that shooting. You can't toss it off because I don't want someone at Goodison saying, shit him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got to try, even though they're 12 yards out and they're absolutely levering it top corner. You've got to, you know, you can't have an off day. I mean, everyone has off days, but your effort level's got to be up there. And even though it's unlikely, you, like we talked about before, the mental strength that you've got to have to be prepared for just in case. Yeah, I've got to be prepared for just in case, but... I don't think it's like we'll, we'll probably go on to him, but like talking of mental strength, like Jordan Pickford, like I don't think if I could have my career again, I wouldn't want what he's got because the pressure he's under and how he deals with it. Like he's a good mate of mine and like, we take the piss out of each other constantly, but his mental strength is absolutely phenomenal. The pressure he's under every single game, you go to away games, everyone's like, you know, they're waiting for him to do something wrong and. I think it's unbelievable how he deals with that. My gig's easy in that in that respect. Obviously, the third choice is typically known for being a great buzz in the dressing room as well then. Uh, I've heard it described too before as like a cheerleader and that, yeah. but how how good is that feeling of just getting around the lads? And I, I know I'm, I'm 36 and you're 39. That feeling of still being involved in the dressing room and still playing a massive part on and off the pitch is, is so good. Yeah, it's class, mate. I mean, there's some days when like... I can be a bit of a grumpy ass, do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, turn that shit music down. It's just too loud for me. Do you know what I mean? Um but now I love I love I love being around it. Like keeps you young, do you know what I mean? I mean when I when I have conversations with people my age that aren't in football, I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm miles off here. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just it's the environment you're in, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But um no, it's good. I mean, I love the goalkeeper group at every club I've been at, but the one I'm at now is like it's unreal, like it's brilliant. Can we talk about Pickford then and Azmi Begovic? Obviously, you've said about Jordan's mental strength, but how good are they? The class, mate. Yeah. So good. Like, like once again, England's number one, played so many games. Like, I think it was a record British transfer fee. I don't know if he still is for a keeper, but you're like, yeah, he's a good keeper. But that was, do you know what I mean? That's how I viewed it. I've yeah. not seen him. And then last season, the performances and this season, when I say they've been, they've been like breathtaking. They have... Like especially last season, mate. He was he was. T I'm I'm the back I, end of last season. I'm giving ten out of tens for him. He's making for me. I want my goalkeeper to make big saves at big times, and he he did it consistently. He's just class, mate. He's a class. He's um, yeah. 
He's a he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. He winds me up. Is he as mental <laughs> he as he looks sometimes? No, he's not. He's not mental at all. Like when people say that, he's quite quiet actually, but he just loves trying to give me shit. <laughs> he loves it. I think like if he's we speak about it all the time. If he's happy, everyone's happy. So I'm like, right, if you need to give me shit, or some days when we're training, you know, he's got a rocket of a left foot. Some days, say after a game, and his his quads a bit tight for all the kicking. It's like nice and relaxed. And then other days, I can see it in his eyes, like when you're doing your your session, and it comes to him, and he's all falling. I can see him looking at me, laughing, thinking, <laughs> and it's just like a rocket, mate. It's like a rocket. He's hit the hardest shot I've ever faced in my life. Yeah, I said to him. It went in, obviously. <laughs> um, it was someone's shot, like one of the one of the keepers shot. I think I've tipped it onto the bar and it's like looped up, and there's a big inflatable mannequin, and he's gone to the left of it, so onto his left foot, and I've just seen him basically buzzing, and he's at a volley, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" If it, if it I'd, have, I'd have been dead. It was the hardest shot I've ever faced. His distribution is ridiculous. Uh, I think we all know that his sidewinder is an absolute shambles. He's like one of the, the shining lights in the Premier League. Does he uh, does he actually work on it, or is it just a yeah, natural? Yeah, of course, ball work again? on everything. Like I think the way he strikes a ball, it's got to be some natural. Do you know what I mean? Like a gift, because I can't do it like that. But like Asmir says, like we're different. Me and Asmir are like he's like six six. I'm six four. Jordan's a little bit smaller, so like your mechanics make it easier for the for him to do, do you know what I mean? But no, he works, he works on everything. He works his bollocks off. Yeah. And what's Big Asmir like to work with? Mate, he's the best guy ever. Like, uh, you've told me loads honestly, of stories. Honestly, I can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah. He's like, I always say, like, Asmir's got his shit together. So, like, everything, he's just, you watch him play, and that's how he is, like, he's so calm. Nothing, nothing bothers him. And I said this when I did an interview last week, without being disrespectful, he is the best number two goalie in the world. I'm telling you now, if I was a any club top Champions League and I needed, I'd even play him. Do you know what I mean? That's how good he is. But if I needed a number, I'd sign him. I mean, it sounds terrible saying that as an ever In front of you. No, no, it he's, doesn't. It makes total sense. He's so he's good. So good. He's so good. Like In and around the dressing room too, but just, just a, as a goalkeeper. He's sort of like, the, he's almost like a manager in the dressing room. He's, he's just got everything together and he's the first one to organise Anything that needs organising, bonuses, schedules, he always has a, an input and, yeah, what a man. Uh, have you been watching much of the World Cup? I have watched a couple of games. I've been in Australia, aren't I? So yep. the games were kicking off like 1, 3, 5 a.m. So it was just, it was impossible. But yeah, I've watched a bit. Um, obviously, working with Connor Cody, uh, we know he's out of England and that. I've worked with him in the past, but what a lad he is in the dressing room. It's class. Class guy, mate. He's, Your old um, car school buddy. I used to live with him at Wolves, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me and Con, like, we're really good mates, but since he's come to Everton, we've not been as sort of as close, but that's like, I say, a good mate of mine. I don't have to be with you all the time. You know, we're really good mates. Um, he's got his own little crew at Everton. You know, he's, like, leading them. And then I've got my little crew. Do you know what I mean? But we're all we're great teammates, and, yeah, I'm delighted for him. He's one of the best guys as well. See, so uh, like myself, still absolutely got that love for the sport and that. I know that we both are nearing the end of our careers and that, but the amount of love that we've got, what do you see yourself doing after football? I think coaching, goal, goalkeeper coaching. I don't love football, I love goalkeeping. Yeah. That's like, Same. do you know what I mean? I mean, you've got to do your B licence outfield to do your goalkeeper one, which I understand it completely, but I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a coach, I want to be a goalkeeper coach. 
if I don't do that, then I don't know, maybe maybe going to like the agency or the men- mentoring side of things. But, uh, obviously, I've known you for a while now. You are very come. You do come forward with a lot of great ideas, and that you've helped me in the past as well with some good advice. <laughs> Cheers, every now and then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah I, that's something that I can definitely see you going straight into as a coaching role, uh, especially with the, the qualities that you do have. Like we've said in the last few years, off the pitch. Uh, I think that leans naturally towards what you do. Yeah, I think I always like helping the young goalies out, regardless of their ability. I love talking to them and trying to help them. They might just, they might not listen, but I think where we're at, you can give advice. It might not be technical. It might be like, look, you know, I got a bit of advice off Jonathan Gould when I was at Preston. He was the ex-Celtic keeper. I come in for a few games, I was about 18, and he just said like, don't chase the ball. The ball's always going to come to you. And I'm like, what a simple bit of advice that is. But, you know, you see people looking for stuff to do and I know the game's changed now, sweeper, keeper and that, but that helped me greatly, just a little thing like that. He'll, he'll, he won't remember saying that to me, but it really helped me. Can you name any goalkeeper coaches that have really pushed you and stood you in good stead and that you still attribute, that your attributes come from? Um, yeah, I'll give a shout out to, uh, I mean, no one will have heard of him here, but Lee Bamber is called. He was my coach from 10 to... 16 with the Preston Academy and he did it for nothing he used to pick me up because my mum and dad didn't drive pick me up take me to training bring me home take me to games um, he was unreal he played a couple of games for Preston in the old Division 3 um, he lives in Perth now so I met him last week he came to the game at Sydney so I had a good catch up with him he was he was the one and from there you've got Pete Williams who I don't know if you know Pete he must be about 130 <laughs> honestly he has that He's still going. He was at Derby, Nottingham Forest, Sunderland with Thomas Sorensen. Yep. Pete was class, was around 2021. 20, and then Andy Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes' yep. dad. Um, he was great for me. He was like, not so much, his sessions were good, but they weren't too intense. But how he made me feel like, you know, coming at half time and I'd have done nothing. I literally done nothing. Maybe took a goal kick and he'd just be like, outstanding. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what I mean? Just. Just knew how, how to get you. Just knew how to get you going. Do you know what I mean? He was, um, and then further down the line, Martin Brennan. I don't know if you know Brennan. Yep. He was class at Fulham. Yep. Um, Pat Mountain. It's hard to name him. It's all. hard to name him. Alan is, Kelly yeah. now is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? What a, like great fella, loads of experience. So I've not really had any bad ones. It's been an absolute great episode, and thank you for coming on. Uh, Andy's obviously a, a long-term friend of mine now, and can't wait to get you out on a golf course again. You can take my money again. He never pays. (laughs) Pointless. (laughs) Right. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us on the Yours Mine Away podcast. Thank you very much, Andy, for coming in. Uh, It's been me, Mark Howard, with producer Ben. All the best, guys. Thanks a lot. What a save from Mark Howard. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.